the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and on today's show... Our program is going to be about elder abuse. Elder abuse is a huge, huge topic. In fact, did you know that there's over 82,000 victims over the age of 60 reported losses of almost $3.1 billion to um, the IC3 elder fraud line, which is the FBI. I cannot even imagine how much money, and that was just in 2022. So elder fraud is a huge topic, and with me today to discuss this topic is Lynn McDonald from Murkowski Law Firm, and Lynn and I were on a panel recently here in Michigan with, um, you know, talking to various seniors about all the things that can happen when it comes to elder fraud. And there are quite a few common elder fraud schemes that Lynn and I are going to talk about. Good morning, Lynn. How are you today? Good morning, Wendy. How are Thank you? Thank you. Thank you for being here. So let's um, let's start by just sharing some of the information that we went through. So the program is going to talk about the different elder fraud schemes, and then we're also going to give you um, what to know and what to do about them. And lastly, in the last segment, we want to be able to share with you how to stop on unwanted calls and how to overall avoid a scam. So be sure to stay tuned because there's a lot of great information. Elder fraud is on the rise, especially now. Don't you feel, Ad, coming coming into uh, the holidays? Yes, so much more in the holidays. Because they're taking advantage of people who are calling you know, for money for different reasons, and they're taking advantage of this. So some of the common elder fraud schemes are romance scam, tech support scam, grandparent scam, 
government impersonalization scam, sweepstakes lottery and inheritance scam, investment scam, and charity scam. We all have seen that one. Then there's also the family caregiver scam, which we both have stories on that, Lynn, that we're going to share with people. Yes, we do. And the non-delivery of product scam, when you never even receive a product that you purchase. So those are the, those are the common elder fraud schemes that we are going to go over. I'm going to start with the romance scam because I have a story on that. Um, and then I'll let you talk about one of those other ones too. So criminals pose as an interested romantic partner on social media or dating websites. That's the romance scam. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how it works. I had a client who called our office because she had no money. And the reason she had no money is she had given someone her bank account information that she considered she was dating this person. And it was online dating. So she had never met this gentleman. And the saddest part of the story is she was so lonely and so broken that she fell privy to this romance scam. And let me tell you, anyone, this this is not just for seniors. This is really for anyone. But I want to make you aware of how it happened. So it was a gradual thing. This person, over the course of six months, courted her like they were dating. And he would say things and call her and send her some things and just constantly making her feel good about herself. And after six months is when he kind of moved into the, I'm running into a hard spot. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. This is, they're going to, I'm going to get evicted. You know, I, I don't have enough money to fly to come see you. Like all these things, because he wasn't even in the state. And she was so concerned about him. He said, I'm just going to, I just need an account number so that they can transfer the funds into my account quickly. And you guys already know what happened. She gave the credit card number. She gave the routing, not the credit card. She gave the routing number and the account number to her bank account, which is the number one thing that you do not give to anyone. Now, she considered him a boyfriend and trusted him. And this is what's heartbreaking about the story. So I just want to share that because don't, seniors, please don't be a victim of romance scam. The number one question is, have you ever seen this person, met this person, and talked to them in person? It's a big deal. Don't just look at a picture online. You have got to physically meet them face to face. And a relationship should continue over a long period of time if it's a true relationship and nobody should ever ask you for your bank account. Not, I can't even think of one relationship situation. Even my daughter would not give her, her bank account to her boyfriend. So this is what you do not do. Okay, next. I'm going to let you cover one, Lynn. <laughs> I'm going to look at the grandparent scam. And this is where criminals pose as a relative, usually a child or grandchild, claiming to be an immediate financial need. Now, I had personal experience with this with my parents had received a call from their granddaughter that lives in North Carolina, hasn't seen her in about 11 years, and she calls with her lawyer on the phone that she's in jail, she got pulled over, um, and she's in grad school, by the way. I mean, she's a very well-to-do young lady. She's smart, knows Mm -hmm. what she's doing. 
She's crying, sounded just like the granddaughter. And they said that they need my parents to wire some money to them. Well, my mom initially took the call and she says, well, I'm not doing anything without talking to my husband. And the lawyer, quote unquote, said, no, you can't tell anybody. This is something you have to do right now. She needs it or she's going to be in jail for a longer period of time and and go to court. My mom said, I will, is there a number? We will call you back. He says, well, give me a half hour and I'll call you back. So my mom called my dad had him come home, and they thought it was real. It sounded just like their granddaughter. Even though they hadn't seen her in 11 years, it sounded just like her. So even though this gentleman, this person, said, do not call anybody, my, my my niece and their granddaughter's mom and dad live a couple miles away. They called them over, and then they got this guy back on the phone and he was talking and saying why they need this and what was going on and she was pulled over it's really something that she she's going to be in trouble for if she doesn't get the money to get herself out of jail as they were talking my brother-in-law said jessica which is my grand my niece what's the name of your brother and then the phone went click Mm. it was gone they were gone so, it, but my parents were ready to give them money if it wasn't for the quick thinking of my brother-in-law. And it's so easy because it sounds just like them. And they take advantage of your emotions, especially if you're grandchildren or a child. And this is critically important as it comes into AI, because, right, mm-hmm. that's exactly what they were yes. utilizing. Yes. So she, they sound, it sounded like your granddaughter. Yes. So this kind of ties in a little bit um, with my tech support uh, Mm -hmm. common elder fraud scheme. So real quick, what to know is obviously that AI is available and to make a phone call sound like it's someone in your family when it's not. What to do about it is to say, what is your brother's name? That was brilliant on your brother-in-law's part. Mm-hmm. That story is perfect. Or tell me, tell me where you went to high school. Or what is your what's your youngest cousin's name? You right. know things like that that these people would not know. And then you will be completely aware, and they'll either hang up or they'll just flounder. Correct. So that's what you do about a situation where you get a phone call. And uh, also, I'm going to add to that. Usually, it's urgency, right? I need the money right away. Yes, exactly. Whenever there's urgency, you pause because that's your first signal that something might not be correct. That red flag should go off in your (laughs) head. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, tech support scam. So what a tech support scam is, is criminals pose as technology or customer support offering to help with non-existent issues such as computer viruses or hacked accounts. So... I have a story for you on this one. Geek Squad. Ready for this? I had a client whose dad used Geek Squad quite frequently, and Geek Squad called him and said, there is a problem. Uh, No, no, not that there's a problem. This is what they said. They said, we have a special promotion that if you pay $250, now Geek Squad's calling dad, right? And, And if you pay $250, one time, we will fix any problems that you have on your computer throughout the entire year under that $250. Now, of course, he thought that sounded like a good deal. So he said, okay. And he said, okay, so in order for us to do this, you need to put your credit card into this website. 
And he's like, oh, goodness, I don't, I, that just sounds too complicated for me. And they're like, oh, we can do it for you. Mm-hmm. So give us access to your computer and welcome to the problem. Because once he had access to this gentleman's computer, he went in and he actually entered the credit card information and put $250. But before he hit submit, guess what he did? Added three more zeros. So it was $25,000, not $250. And therein lies the problem. We're going to take a quick break and be back with you in just a moment. You are listening to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. Let's continue our conversations on aging. And our topic today is elder abuse and what a huge topic it is. So I want to share with our listeners, we covered um, both Lynn and I, the, the top three Uh, elder fraud schemes. But I want to move into some more of those that we discussed in our first segment. The next one was government impersonalization scam. And criminals pose as government employees and threaten to arrest or prosecute victims unless they agree to pay. This is a very big scam. And believe it or not, um, friends of mine in Florida had this scam happen with their family members. And what happened is they said that there was something happening that was threat a threat to their bank. It was a threat to their bank account, and they needed to shut everything down for three days, and they could have no access to any funds at all, and they they needed to prepare for the shutdown. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, thank goodness, this daughter called me, And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, that's not even halfway close to being accurate information. A bank doesn't shut down for three days. So I don't care what kind of a a threat they said there was, but and they actually called it some kind of fraudulent threat. That should not happen. So they did call the police, get them involved, and actually those people were persecuted. So um, prosecuted, not person. Well, both. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just wanted you to know that that's real. That is real. Um, the other one was the sweepstakes lottery. And when Lynn and I were doing this panel discussion last week, the story was this gentleman had won. How much was it? There was a lot of money on the line. It was well over a hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars. But in order to collect, he had to pay three thousand dollars. So that at the moment, that's when you know when they say you need to pay three thousand dollars in order to collect your hundred thousand dollar lottery or sweepstakes or whatever. That's when you know that there's an issue and do not follow through. And looking back, uh, they actually ended up calling their attorney and the attorney said, well, did you play the lottery? Oh, I don't know. Probably. I don't remember. So, you know, here's the thing. They're calling you on something you won that you didn't even participate in. You don't remember even. So that's that's the problem with that. Um, And then you were going to talk, Lynn, about the charity scam. And, And that's where criminals claim to work for a charitable organization to gain your trust and obtain donations. The big thing of that is with the police and fire foundation, especially at the holiday time, they're calling for money. Please know that it's a scam. They're not going to be calling you. And what I would tell you is have them send you something in writing in the mail. And even then, I would take a look at that and talk with family members or trusted people in your life that 
is this really true or is this a scam? And more than likely, it is a scam. The other one, I agree with the charity scam. You have to be very careful. You need to know. You mm-hmm. need to know these people. You do. Uh, family caregiver scam. Unfortunately, this one is on the rise also. Perpetrators are or relatives or even acquaintances, sometimes neighbors, of the elderly victims take advantage of them and otherwise get their money. So I do have a story, unfortunately, on this one that is pretty heartbreaking because you trust your caregiver. You mm-hmm. trust the person, the relative who's taking care of you, and no matter who it is. And when they take advantage of you, you assume that it's not being taken advantage of, but but it is. And here's this is the story on this one. So this lady um, needed help from her daughter and repeatedly her daughter would come in and do things. And this is what breaks your heart because it's a mother-daughter situation. But the daughter, every time she was there, would say, you know, mom, I, I need money. I'm not going to make it. You know, I'm just, I'm struggling. And, and the mom would pay her weekly to do some things for her. And she found out after, I want to say it was a few months, that not only was the daughter not doing some of the things she said she was, you know, taking care of the house, doing things at the home, but she actually took the information on the check and was able to get into the bank account and completely cleared her out. And so this is a complete, you you don't know, but when there's a repeated request, I would just say this, what to, what to be thinking about is there's a repeated request from a family member. Chances are high. It is not good intentions. Correct. They're in a desperate situation mm-hmm. for a reason, and it, you do not need to enable them in order to get out of that situation. And it's usually adults. This is not children's. This, these, these, are, these were grown adults. The daughter was like 45 years old in this situation. Um, the last, the last com- common elder fraud scheme that we talked about in that first segment was non-delivery of product. Mm-hmm. You had a story on that, didn't you? There was a, they would, all of a sudden, they're ordering something online, yep. and they never received what they purchased. And they called, and of course, they had no record of what they had. Um, supposedly, they used a credit card and took the- advantage of the family and uh, the the person and it still didn't show up at their door and um or what they received was not as what they ordered it, and it's usually on social media where this starts yes, yes it's it is. usually on social media which is a very big deal we have to be cautious for that for sure social media is not always right Mm-mm. and you need to question it when it is So I want to share with you the phone number. If you are questioning whether or not you are either in the middle of an elder scam or you may have been scammed, I want to share this phone number. So this is from the U.S. DOJ Office for Victims of Crime, and they have a national elder fraud hotline. I'm going to have you share that number with everyone, Lynn. Uh, Sorry. Oh, um, it's right here. I got it. I got it. one 833 372-8311. And that is a national elder fraud hotline, 833-372-8311. Extremely important. Right. And I was just going to mention there's different ways to protect yourself too. 
Um, the resistant to the pressure to act quickly. Just know that that's a red flag that will go off and it should go off in your head. Be cautious of phone calls that you have not, um, you are, they're unsolicited that you have not called and they're calling you back. Mailings or door to door service offers. Don't provide them any personal information. Never wire money to persons or business that you have not, as Wendy said previously, met before in person or that you have met online. Um, you verify any email requests for money. The big thing, too, is on your computer is make sure your antivirus and security software are up to date and do not let them on your computer even though they may sound very helpful and they want to help you get that money to the right place. That should be a big red flag. Um, and don't open any emails or click any attachments that you don't recognize because that is, as soon as you do, you've opened yourself up to fraud. Um, if you need to research online and the social media products that if they're legitimate, you do that, but you do that separately from what you're doing and you stop com all communication with that person or persons that are trying to communicate with you. It really is being aware, having a heightened sense of awareness that this is happening. And I think these stories that we shared today are very pertinent because people, we don't want you to get stuck in a situation that this could happen to you. We are right. trying to guard you, arm you with the proper information so that you're aware. And the second something like this happens, like when you hear your granddaughter's voice asking for money, you can oh, yeah. say, what is your brother's name or your sister's name? Or because they don't know that information. And then all of a sudden, your red flag's going to go up and go, oh, this isn't my granddaughter. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. So these are the things that are tr really critically important. There is a website also that I want to share with you. It is, there's two of them I want to share. The FBI Elder Fraud website that has a numerous resources is fbi.gov, G-O-V, forward slash elder fraud. And that is a great website. Um, if you know someone that may have been a potential victim, you can file a complaint also at www dot i c three dot gov. So we talked about um, the i c three elder fraud in two thousand twenty two and all the numbers, and that there was three point one billion that was reported to the i c three. So you can see this is not a small problem. This is a huge problem, and that is why we're here today. That is exactly why we're here. It's really pertinent that we learn from these stories and people that we've learned from and we know. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors. We'll be back after this break to continue our conversation about tomorrow, today. You're listening to AM, AM 1400 and FM 101.5 on The Patriot. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Our topic today, as you all know, is elder abuse. And we have been talking about the very common, if you want to say common, which is almost scary to say, but common elder fraud schemes in our first two segments. And we want to move into some warnings now from other um, identity theft components that we've heard of. 
Um, so I'm going to have Lynn start with how to recover from the identity theft. So if someone stole your identity, you need to act fast, and that will help reduce the damage of the identity theft that can, can be caused. What you should do is first you call the company where you've known the fraud happened. Explain that someone stole your identity. Ask them to close or freeze your accounts. Then change your passwords or personal identification numbers. They call it a PIN. And then visit the identitytheft.gov or you can call the 800 number 877-438-4338. You answer the questions about what happened to you. Get a recovery plan that's just for you. You create an account on the website, and this account will help you with recovery steps and also helps you track your progress. So what happens when you get your recovery plan? You'll want to call one of your credit bureaus, ask the credit bureau for a fraud alert. It's free, and it lasts for a whole year. The fraud alert makes it harder for thieves to open accounts in your name. That credit bureau has to tell has to tell the other two credit bureaus also. Then you ask all three credit bureaus for a credit report. If someone stole your identity, your credit report is free. Look for your credit report for things that you do not recognize, such as um, companies that are charging you for something that you did Regular not receive. Regular occurring items that yes. you never... Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when, when are you done... Your, everybody's identity theft is different, but your recovery plan is from identitytheft.gov, and they will tell you the next steps to take, tell you where to call and give the phone number, to give you letters to send with your information filed in it, and give you reminders to check your um, and track your progress. Exactly. So again, that website was identitytheft, all one word, dot gov gov and that will have these steps that we just shared with you i think are really critical something else uh, lynn that i saw in the paper recently and i think this is important for everyone to know i'm sure it's probably happened to 50 percent if not more some of these scams i'm going to share with you so the attorney general sent out a warning against smishing it's called s-m-i-s-h-i-n-g a smishing scam So what happens is we're warning residents about fraudulent smishing text messages with an alleged delivery notification and tracking link. I mean, I've seen this in my own text messages, and it's purporting to be from the U.S. Postal Service, so the USPS. We think that they're trying to get a package to us, basically, and this is a smishing scam is what they're telling. So there's an alleged delivery. They need you to click on a link, and they need you to share information. So smishing is when the scammer entices the victim by claiming a victim must provide them with a password, account number, or even a social security number to stop an alleged fraudulent transaction. So once this information is provided, the scammer can gain access to the device and any personal information stored on it, including email, bank, credit card, or other types of accounts, including social media. So I think this is really important, listeners, because... A lot of times when they call you with some type of a fraud situation, the first thing they ask for is, I need your social security number. 
absolutely positively do not give them anything. No, no, no. And the and as, if you start talking, they're learning information from you that they did not know. And that's why this is such a huge scam. So the attorney general offers shared some advice, and here it is, to not be victimized in this way, including to never share a phone number unless the person or organization is personally known. Never assume a text is legitimate because it comes from a familiar phone number or area code. Since spammers can use caller ID spoofing to make it appear the text is from a trusted or local source, never click on links in a suspicious text and to never provide personal or financial information in response to the unsolicited text or a website linked to the message. And you can call your attorney general's office as well to file complaints on that. And I have a story because I think this is important. And this is a true story that happened to someone recently. Her phone rang, her cell phone, and it said the name of a church, which is a local church by her house on her cell phone when she answered it. She looked at it first because she usually doesn't answer calls that she doesn't know. And when she saw the name of the church, she was like, oh, I wonder if somebody passed away and they're trying to notify us or is in the hospital. So she answered it and they said, hi, uh, we're calling to help you change your Medicare plan. And this time of year is very big for that because we're all looking into updating our plans for next year. And she's like, okay, so you're not calling from beautiful savior, blah, 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 church. And, And the lady's like, oh, no. So basically, this woman went on and found a local number close to where she's at so that this woman would answer the phone. And it was Medicare fraud is what was happening. Mm -hmm. She was trying to get information from her Medicare number, and she knew right away the second it was not from the church. She automatically knew something had happened. And she went, she took this all the way. She called the church, told them what happened, which of course they didn't even know about it, called the police department, had the name of the company and the phone number that this woman used. So I don't know if they ever did find this person, but smart woman. And let me tell you something, she was 96 years old. <laughs> she just told me this story at this at this event. And I'm looking at her like, good for you for figuring that out. Proud of her. We, we need to be on our game. And if someone's calling from a number and that is not who they are, you absolutely hang that phone up or you report it. Or if they're calling from a number that looks similar to what where you live or similar to your phone number, or you don't recognize it, if it's that important, they're going to leave you a voicemail. Let it go to voicemail. I always tell my families that all the time. There's nothing that important that you have to answer that phone call. I know we're, you know, from a generation where we want to help everybody, we want to answer, want to see who it is. But if it doesn't look familiar to you, and you don't know who it is, let it go to voicemail. Because if it's that important, they're going to leave you a voicemail. Exactly, exactly. I want to share one more quick thing in this last segment here, the last couple minutes we have, um, to place a fraud alert on your credit reports. So this is really important. If you uh, have definitely questioned whether or not something has happened to your account, you can contact the credit bureaus and ask. And I'm going to give you experience. So grab a piece of paper and pencil, listeners, because I'm going to give you, there's three credit bureaus 
that company you could that you can use to call and notify and ask and say what what does my credit report look like? So number one is Experian.com slash help. And that number is one eight 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 three nine seven three seven four two. That's Experian's credit report number. Transunion.com slash credit dash help is another one. Also very important to check on, and that is 888-909-8872. And the last one, everybody knows this one, is Equifax.com. And you can go to Equifax.com slash personal slash credit dash report dash services. And you can also um, make your claim there. And that phone number for Equifax is 800 800- Six eight five one 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 one. So get your free credit reports from Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. And you can also go to annualcreditreport.com or call 877-322-8228. It is critically important to review your reports, make note of any account or transaction that you don't recognize. And this will help you report the theft to the FTC and the police. And you know, it's so interesting because I actually did have an identity theft situation probably about six years ago. And I went to my local police station. And when I walked in and they said, let me guess, identity theft. I was like, really? He said, 60% of the people that walk in this police department are here because of identity theft. So this is not a new thing. This is something that's been happening repeatedly. And it's definitely something we need to pay attention to. I just wanted to share with everyone that you can like us on Facebook. We have Next Steps for Seniors and also Conversations on Aging Facebook for the podcast component. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, FM 101.5, AM 1400, The Patriot. You're listening to FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Our topic today is elder fraud. And there are so many scams out there. We've talked about many, many, many of them. And we're going to move into, in this last segment, uh, talking about medical identity theft. We're going to talk about some things that are happening with checks. And also, as we promised, how to stop unwanted phone calls on your cell phone. So stay tuned for those three things in this last segment. First, what is medical identity theft? It's someone using your personal or financial information to get medical care, health insurance coverage, or prescriptions. And it's important to correct your medical records because medical identity theft can not only lead to financial troubles, but also to denial of medical services or improper treatment, which is a very big deal. And the thing that we need to look at is how do you protect your identity? First of all, you need to protect your personal information. That provides you to protect your identity. And here's some things that you can do. First at home, keep your financial records, social security, and Medicare cards in a safe place. Shred papers that have any personal information or medical information on it. Take mail out of the mailbox as soon as you can. Number two, if do as you do your business, only give social security numbers if you must. Ask if you can use another kind of identification. 
Do not give your personal information to someone who calls you or emails you. On your computer, use passwords that are not easy to guess. Use numbers and symbols when you can. Do not respond to emails or other messages that ask for personal information. Do not put personal information on a computer in a public place like a library. How do you know if someone steals your identity? You need to read your bills and your account statements and watch for things that you did not buy, withdrawals that you did not make, change your address that you did not expect, a change of address, excuse me, bills that stop coming. And what you need to do is look at your medical statements. You might see charges that you do not recognize. That might mean someone stole your identity. Get your credit report. You can get one free as we spoke earlier by calling the annual credit report number at 877-322-8228. You're going to answer questions from a recorded system You have to give them your address and social security number and birth date. Choose only the last four numbers of your social security number. It is safer than showing the full number on your report. Choose what credit report company you want to report from. You get one report free from each company every year. The company mails you your report to you. It should arrive within two to three weeks after your call. Read your credit report carefully. Look for the mistakes or accounts that you do not recognize. This could mean that someone has stolen your identity. couple things, and I'm so glad you brought that up, Lynn, uh, that I want to just kind of reiterate. Number one, most people look at their bank statements once a month. Mm-hmm. This is a problem because banks need to know before 30 days if there's a problem. I want to challenge listeners, even if you have to do online banking, to look at your bank accounts weekly. There's mobile apps available now. If you wait till the end of the month when you get a statement and you see something on your bank account that is not correct, it's too late. Mm-hmm. If you call your bank at that point and you tell them, oh, this was 30 days ago, guaranteed it is too late. So please, that's number one. Number two, you get an EOB, which is an explanation of benefits. And it comes um, every time you go to the doctor and it explains what's covered, what's not covered. So if you see an error on your EOB when you get that in in regards to a a medical uh, identity theft scenario, notify your doctor, clinic, hospital, pharmacy, lab, whoever, um, that there a thief may have been involved in an error with these um, with your statements, and definitely ask for copies of your medical records. I think that's very important, and report anything you can as far as errors to your healthcare providers, as well as to any providers that have given you medical care. Because there's you know therapy people, there's a lot of different people to think about through that really, really important when it comes to medical theft identity. So we just wanted to share that with you. Another common thing, and I know we don't mean to put like the spirit of fear in you, and I and I want to close really talking about not being fearful, but this is really a program just to be aware, wise, knowledgeable on these topics. Because um, another thing that's happening is this check fraud. And what's happening is people are actually erasing and changing checks. They're taking them out of your mailboxes at your house, and then they're they're changing them. And this is what checkbook.org recommends, is using a pen with gel ink, 
because it soaks into the paper and it's more difficult to remove than a regular ballpoint pen. They also recommend using black versus any other color. So I just want to share that with you. And when it comes to the mailbox, like let's go back to checks in the mailbox. Don't we had a woman at this event that was afraid to mail her daughter a check in her birthday card because she didn't want someone to steal her check and change it and change the amount and have a problem. So here's what I say to that. Number one, always wrap anything in a piece of paper or in a card or something so it's not obvious. It's just a check in an envelope. Number two, don't put your checks in the mailbox in front of your house. Drive to the post office and stick them in the nice big blue huge mailboxes. (laughs) Much safer, much safer than putting it in your mailbox. And um, also pay attention to what checks you have written and double check them like I mentioned before weekly if they've been cashed or maybe call and say, hi, did you receive your birthday card and your check? Because what we don't want... And this poor woman, her grandchildren are all waiting for their $20 and their birthday card and they're not getting it. We don't want the spirit of fear, okay? That is not our intent. Our intent is to educate and share knowledge with you. We can't live life being fearful every single second of every single day. Yes, we need to be aware, but we also need to live our lives. And if you love your grandchildren and you live in another state and you want to send them a check, just drive it to the post office. I think it's okay to do that or use gel ink and black ink. I mean, do the things that we can do to be a little smarter, not necessarily to um, not send checks anymore, right? Wouldn't you agree with me, Lynn? Okay, so the last three minutes of every program, we try to do a Q&A. And one of the topics that I wanted to cover for this, which is a huge question, is how to stop unwanted calls. So everybody grab your cell phone. (laughs) So we're going to walk through this together. When you are in your recent calls and you see a call that came through that was a that was basically a scam or somebody that you didn't want to hear from, you go over to the far right and you push that little I, then you go down to the bottom and it says block this caller. And if you do that every time you get one of those telemarketing calls that you wish they didn't have your phone number for, you actually can block the caller repeatedly and it will it will slow down. And you can do the same thing with your text messages. So I think that it's really critical to do that in order to be smart about it. Yes, and at this time of year also you're getting a lot of text messages that are politically oriented. And if you do not want them, you do the same thing. You block the call. Not to say they're not going to be smart enough to send another one or use another number because they use robos. However, it'll at least slow things down for you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I also wanted to share, there was a component about passwords that I think was really good information. So a, a question is how to create a strong password because and, and protect yourself with that information. Because I definitely feel like, I don't know about you, but I can never remember all the passwords that I have. No, it's a combination of letters and numbers. And so that people do not, cannot guess. Don't put like um, your cat's name and some numbers and a letter um, or an explanation mark. You need to do something that they will not, that's unique and different. Yep. They say unique, strong, 
and avoid the obvious, right. like password one, two, three. That is not a good password no. to have. So if you have that, change it, change please. It. <laughs> and keep your passwords private. Don't share them with anybody, even your best friends. But I think it's important, like you said, the strong passwords. With 12 characters, use a mix of uppercase, lowercase, numbers, and symbols. Yes, That would be our best advice. But really, I think this program, and thank you for being with me here thank today. You. Lynn McDonald is amazing. We are blessed to have her as a community partner. And I feel like this panel that we had just recently on very valuable on elder fraud. And that's why we wanted to share it with you. Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of scams happening. We covered a lot of territory. Again, we don't want you to live in fear. We want you to have peace in your spirit. But just be aware. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors Conversations on Aging. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.